KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in on a Monday. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here uh, for the next couple of hours as we rehash what took place this weekend in sports and take a look ahead to tonight. It's the A's and the Cubs. It's the Braves and the Twins. Little interleague action moving our local needle here, and we'll get into that uh, coming up on the program. Speaking of coming up on the program, and we were the bottom of the hour, Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune will recap uh, the first three days of fall camp up in Ames. Look forward to uh, speaking uh, with Dylan, getting the very latest on what he saw uh, back on Friday and uh, what he's learned since then. So Dylan will slide on in here at 10.30. At 11.15, we've taken a look at three out of the four local NFL teams. The one that's kind of, um, well, been missed up until this point has been the Green Bay Packers, who Vinnie Iyer today picked to win the NFC North with a record of 12-4. and four. Not your Bears. Whoa! Uh, but the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Vinnie, by the way, going to join us tomorrow at 10.45 to discuss that, and we'll look forward to it. Uh, but today... It's uh, Dave Sinekin in the spotlight. He's the head cheese. The head cheese dot com is where you can read Dave uh, for the most part all year long. Kind of takes uh, from the draft off until the uh, to the camps get going. So headcheese.com, latest on the Packers at 11.15. And then Scott Dockerman, who's uh, put a lot of miles on the vehicle last week. He was in Madison. He was in Ames. And he'll be in Iowa City uh, later on this week uh, as Iowa has their media day on Friday, followed up by Saturday uh, and the kids' day, their only chance to uh, see open practice. By the way, it's been uh, bannered abound with us as to when the Hawkeyes Big Ten Network appearance will be. Right. That's now set. It's August the 20th. August the 20th. Mark your calendar. Perfect I already time. have. Oh, I, I know you have. <laughs> already have. Though, and I don't know. Um, there's two teams. I, I don't like when they share the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State and I think Michigan are uh, the week before. They're both in two in one day. And Nebraska and I with two in one day type of thing. But, yep. Uh, so I don't know who will go first. I don't know which one's going to air at what time. But I do know that the Big Ten Network crew will be in Iowa City. And that's always a good watch. It is. You can... Maybe not glean a ton out of it, but you know Jerry DiNardo as he's gotten yes he's opinionated Trent I like older, that about him and he's solidified his position yep. there at BTN yeah he is more much more than he was at the beginning true now, there, story there's still guys that he really likes and you won't hear him see say much poorly one mm-hmm. of those guys Mark D'Antonio right and there's plenty of negatives you can bring up with D'Antonio yep. you will not hear DiNardo bring those up but for the most part. He's very open. Yeah, I think he's good. And do you remember last year? How, did you watch all of them, a few of them? Uh, whoever was on I was scheduled. If it worked out that there was, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out every night, I mean, watching baseball. But right. yeah, I watched more of the, uh, the teams that were on I was scheduled than not. Do you remember watching the one on Wisconsin? That was one because the Badgers were preseason top five. I wanted to see it. I didn't think they were going to be yeah, I don't remember. that good. And they were sitting around, and him and Dave Repson were going back and forth, and they were both saying, this does not look like a top five mm, team right now. Yeah, and it was that first moment where it was okay. This is not just oh, well, looking for somebody a little bit different. We're going to put them in the top five, and yeah, they got a great offensive line, and they got a great running back, and it's Wisconsin. They'll be fine. But somebody close to the program, somebody that knows the program, saying, 
Let's pump the brakes here a little bit. Well, pretty good eye out of them because yes. uh, they were certainly proven right. Well, it's, uh, they're in Indiana tonight, and I believe it airs at 5 o'clock if you're uh, so inclined. You're jonesing for football tomorrow night. Of course, we've got Hard Knocks, which is oh. the final checkpoint, or one of the final checkpoints as we uh, move towards the start of the regular NFL season. Hall of Fame uh, inductions were this uh, this weekend. But it's just me, and I know that you were busy and probably didn't see too much of those. And I'll be honest, I couldn't watch it. No. Trent, the, the speeches are... They're over 30 minutes apiece. It's too much. It's too long. I yeah. agree with you. Um, look, you, you learn some interesting tidbits, nuggets about the guys, but, man, how many of these can you take that, you know, 28, 33, 35, 38 was one of them uh, minutes long. That's that's just too much. You know the sad news that came out of uh, Canton over the weekend? Don Banks, a just yeah. uh, esteemed NFL writer. 56 years old, younger than I am. He died in his sleep after the event on Saturday in Canton, Ohio. He was there covering. Now, he just got hired. He'd lost his job in the Sports Illustrated kind of layoffs type yeah. of thing. Landed. It was still writing. Covering the NFL, but it was actually posted on the Patriots website. Oh, okay. Which was kind of weird, right? Yeah, You'd yeah. think it would be Patriots-centric and that they would want to, uh, you know, go over things and make sure that uh, edited a little bit for content because it's going to be put up on an NFL team's website. They gave him carte blanche. The Las Vegas Review Journal just hired him two weeks ago to be their, quote, NFL guy. Mm-hmm. He was giddy. I don't claim to know him. I don't. I'm not even sure we ever interviewed him over the years. But I read him a million oh, yes, times. Absolutely. And um, just to die in your sleep, and by all accounts, perfectly healthy. Yeah. Never know. No, you just never know. 56 years old, just uh, just brutal. All right, so a lot of ground to cover from the weekend, a lot of baseball to cover from the weekend. Twin sweep, cub sweep, Cardinals get swept. Mm-hmm. Only a two-game series uh, out west. Now they play the Dodgers. Boy, the Astros continue to roll. David Price does not want to pitch in Yankee Stadium. He's just pathetic there since he's uh, become a member of the Red Sox. But I guess we should start with the Cubs. Cubs, I yeah, think, right? They, I mean... To come off the mat, we... Well, they're at home. <laughs> and that's what you said on Friday. I, I said, who do you got in the series? And that's... They're home. I didn't think they would sweep them, no, but certainly no. liked them because they're they're a different baseball team in the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. And three games that, for the most part, were... They just controlled. You know, it wasn't... Uh, they, they came up with a big hit late. They jumped mm-hmm. to leads and controlled these yes. baseball games. This is... I don't know. I, I'm still struggling to wrap my mind around this team. How good are they? How, if it all comes together, can they push the Dodgers in a seven game series? Oh man, I, I know it's it's very difficult. Yeah, look, it is. It's it's the Dodgers are going to be difficult. Astros on the in the other league are going to be difficult. Yeah, but but this weekend it was. Rizzo, four for five yesterday. He was terrific. The Castellanos move, I think, is going to be very, very popular. I think that's going to be one that you look back and think, you know what, Theo, you got one right there. Schwarber comes in, just crushes another ball. I thought, I'm not, I'm not sold on Kemp yet. I'm sold on this starting, these starters. They did it once again. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Hamels comes off of the DL. He only pitched, what did he pitch? Five innings. Um, and then the newcomer Phelps blew the save. In, in the sixth inning, I think he pitched the sixth, and but point being, or, or couldn't hold the lead, I guess he did. Um, it wasn't awful. It, it, he, it was a couple of seeing eye singles that you know just got get through the infield, and you know he only gave up one run. But the bullpen was great this weekend. Starters were terrific. You Darvish being one of them was just fantastic as he picks up his second win at Wrigley Field, which is still crazy to say, uh, but that's the truth. Um, 
They're hitting the ball. They're yes, fielding Delanos the ball. Has looked good. He has looked really good. Rizzo was thrown out at home plate yesterday, so they're still, you know, making you scratch your head a little bit on on, on the base paths. Jason Hayward at the top of that lineup. Mm-hmm. Have they found something there? You know, he's had a nice year. He really has. Yeah. When it looked like it was a sunk cost. All right, he gave the speech that got them turned around during right. the rain delay in, right. in Game Seven, but this was a waste of a hundred and whatever million dollars. Yeah, a lot of money. Now. He does this again the next couple of years. There, there's going to be diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. But a year ago, trying to look like a lost look, cause. Without the contract, that guy's DFA'd. Yes. He was that Absolutely. bad. As good defender, solid, yep. one of the better defenders in right field. And, and you can play him in center. And he has been playing in center a lot. And you can get away with it. But now, with the guy that's swinging a bat like this, mm-hmm. and like you said, been searching for anything at yep. the top of the lineup, you have a guy there, Castellanos. I, I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was Madden or, or Theo. He's, he's leading the, the uh, baseball in doubles, not the American League, leading baseball in doubles. But whoever said it, and I love this quote, it's good to have somebody in here, and I'm paraphrasing. That's hungry? That's hungry. That was that, Joe Madden. That shows these guys, yes. this is how you have to play. This is what we were like in 2016. It was right. Joe Madden. Yes. Uh, prior to Saturday's game, I want to say. Uh, he, the, the, he uttered those exact words, and... Look, it wasn't lost on him, right? A guy coming mm-hmm. over from a from an abysmal team, the Tigers, and they are, uh, to an opportunity to, you know, I, I don't think they were in first place. They weren't when he got here, but they are certainly here today. Uh, he's hungry, and that's what this team used to look like. And, and maybe that'll rub off on some of the guys. I thought that was a really good point. Uh, Cubs have the A's this weekend. Meanwhile, the uh, the Twins, as we head north, they they swept the they swept the Royals. By the way, Jorge Soler, did you see his home run on Saturday night? He's got a little pop, doesn't he? Four hundred and sixty-five feet into the third deck. Now, I want to say it was Cruz. Yes, it was Cruz. He also it was his second home run of the night. Right, not as majestic, more of a more hit on the line. If you can hit a ball on the line to the third deck, but man, oh man, Soler was. You know, you have to give up some to get something, and that was mm-hmm. uh, that was the way Davis trade right was it was was Soler. So uh, he certainly worked out well for the Royals. But man, he crushed that baseball. Twins are drawing; they're putting people in the building. Um, they're scoring runs. Although it's crazy, uh, back to Friday night, I think they won eleven nine something eleven like. nine. Yeah, blew the lead, came back right, but did so. Trent, this is the team that leads Major League Baseball. They still do right in home yeah. runs. Oh yeah. Um, only hit one home run. Scored 11 runs. Only one of those was by the long ball. Sergio Romo, I was able to, after I finished up my high school duties Friday night, was able to listen to the end of the game. He came in and got the save. I get a kick out of that guy so much. I, I am I am very close already to plummeting and, and going and grabbing myself a Sergio Romo Are jersey. You? I just, he's he's a just red ass. He's yeah. out there. He's hooting and he's hollering. And yeah. Kind of the same kind of thing. You know, the Twins have been going through, got out to that great start and been toiling around 500 for a while as they played the more difficult part of their schedule. And another guy to come in there, playoff experience, mm-hmm. that knows what it takes to win these World big series games. experience. Does he have the stuff of a Craig Kimbrell? Does he have the stuff of a Roldis Chapman? No, yeah, he's, he's not, not that guy. Yeah. At this point in his career, but he's out there willing guys. It, this is the excitement. This is what you want to play for. These are the big moments. And I think kind of that boost that they needed. The other guy they brought in, Sam Dyson, Ugh. was bad again. Trent, now, we sang his praises. Yes. We both, I, I don't know why people are listening to us here today. If, <laughs> that was If bad. they go back to our Sam Dyson take. Now, yeah. I know it's only two, it's been two appearances, but the ERA's 81. He improved on Friday after blowing he the lowered, lead on Thursday. He lowered the ERA to 81. To 81, yes. <laughs> and now he's on the shelf. 
They oh, said, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's you got know what? I wondered fatigue. about that. You know, that's... You just wondered if that was going to be the next step, right? Mm-hmm. Because he'd been better than that. Right. So did did they uh, did they purchase damaged goods? Well, and that's got to be a question at the very least. Now, it doesn't sound like anything overly concerning. It, it's kind of a tired shoulder type thing. Set him down for 10 days, maybe give him an extra couple days in there. Trent, he was lights out up. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He, he was lights out in San Francisco. He's You knew that something had to be wrong with this guy to be yeah. this bad, and he has been. Yes, he's been. It, but also remember, when it went away for him, he was really good setup guy for the Rangers on good Rangers teams there four, five, six years the ago. The playoffs teams when yep. they were seemingly the Blue Jays and the Rangers would yes. play every year? Boy, uh, then became series. a closer for them, had 36, 38 uh-huh. saves, something like that one year, and then it just went away. Mm-hmm. And he had some kind of, some people thought it was a mental block where he couldn't throw pitches, he couldn't mm-hmm. throw strikes. Mm-hmm. Went away. They cut bait because they were still a pretty good team at the time, and they couldn't keep throwing this guy out there. San Francisco picked him up, and they figured him out again. He yep. became really good. But that still has to kind of linger. A guy that goes through those things, though he got it back one time, when it goes away, you wonder. Yeah, at the very least, and you And they wonder. gave up a couple of pretty young, good young prospects, right? Some guys that were pretty well thought of in the twin system. I Was that the trade or was it the other? I think that was the trade. That was a de- some decent guys. Guys yeah. in the, you know. You, know, you never know what they're going to be right. when they get in there. In the 20s, you looked at two of the guys' numbers were really good. Now, one was rookie ball, and he was a little bit older for rookie ball. Okay, so well, that well. was a part of it. The starting pitcher that uh, is Asian, and I can't think of his name, but he had like an ERA under two. But he was a 22-year-old, again, in rookie ball. So that was kind of, hey, you, you don't know how much about that. But I think it was like prospects 24, 28, and 30 in their system, something like mm. that. Didn't have to give up the big ones, but some solid guys there. But yeah, if Dyson doesn't turn out to be, if this is something big picture, have him for next year, too. That was, I think, a part of it. All oh, right, this will help our yeah. bullpen for next year. If it goes away, that could get ugly. Uh, good news, Romo. He's awesome. No, he was, and they they sweep the Royals. But here come the Braves. Pretty good series yeah. taking place, and in then the, the Indians uh, after that. This is an important week oh, for the Twins. Really, a good team with the Braves, yes. coupled with good team, first place team with the Indians this week. After going, and the other thing, they go five and one this week. Should have been six and zero oh with the blown save against the Marlins. That was, still yeah, like, that was the extra inning game, right? And they're still only three games up for the Indians. Yeah, they just. They don't quit. No, they don't. The, the Indians, it's going it's to be a hell of a race. going mm-hmm. to be a hell of a race, uh, one maybe you didn't expect to see nope. or certainly want to see. Just past uh, 10.15 here on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. One other thing, you mentioned Nelson Cruz with the three homers. Yes. A guy that had played something ridiculous amount of games. He, he's 39 years old. Mm-hmm. He hadn't done it prior to, what, last week or the yeah. week before? And now he's done it twice in over eight games. Oh. And two of those eight games, he couldn't play. Because they're playing in a National League oh, Park in Miami. Never thought of that, yeah. So really, two in six games for him. He hits three homers at a game after never doing it in his career. And man, he got—he just crushed a couple of them. Uh, I told you right at the beginning. I hadn't seen a ton of Nelson Cruz game in a game out, and just watching that guy, his approach. Thirty-nine, he, right? He's so fun. Yeah. And they got a team option for next year at a pretty Perfect. good price. Perfect. Feeling good. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That, yes. that, that's an absolute no-brainer. Well, uh, baseball was good from the weekend. Um, no doubt about that, especially the, the you know the teams that, uh, that matter here. Now, the Cardinals, on the other hand, Trent, and, and they play here on uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Didn't make a move. No. Nope. the trade deadline. 
Didn't do a damn thing. They're off on Friday. Thursday, they did, they beat the, uh, the Cubs right on Thursday. Um, but then they, they're off Friday. They go, they go west, get beat uh, by Oakland. You know, when you were talking about the, the Castellanos and what he means in, uh, to the, to that Cubs locker room, we got a hungry player over there and he's rubbing off on some guys. What Romo has done for this Twins, uh, team and in that clubhouse, you can just imagine with the experience that he brings over, kind of, uh, a guy that likes to have a little bit of fun, takes the pressure off some of his tight teammates if they're, and I'm sure there is, there's, is, uh, the, those players exist on every team. Meanwhile, the Cardinals didn't do a thing. What does that say to the team? What does that say to the, you know, the coaching staff, the managers, that, that the front office wasn't willing to, you know, re- risk something, give up one of those pieces in your farm to bring something in to give your team a jolt? Not saying that's the reason they lost a couple of games, but they lost a couple of games and did nothing. And now they have the Dodgers in front of them Good starting luck. tonight. The, if not the best team of baseball in the conversation. Certainly the best team in the National League. and I think they've got the best record in baseball, but it's close. Is it close? I with- think it's down to one game. I think they both, both the Astros and the Dodgers, I looked yes, last night. and Okay, so this was 40 losses apiece. I think 71 and 40 for the Dodgers and 70 and 40 for the, no, other I got way around. Here. Dodgers are 74 and 40. 74 and 40, okay. The Astros are seventy three and forty, so a half game, and the Yankees are seventy two and thirty nine. So one less loss, but still some games still in front of them. And in fact, don't the Yankees have another doubleheader coming up? They played one Saturday. I know the Mets have a double dip today. Is that what it is? I I think the the Yankees have another one coming up. Do they here pretty soon? This race, you know, kind of with the Twins angle, I have no hope that they're going to get the number one seed, even though they're. Two and a half. Well, back. Who'd, you, who'd you rather see if you're a Twins fan? Would you rather see the Yankees or the Astros? It's the Yankees, and it's I stupid it to too. say because we know what the Yankees have done to the Twins right. over the last fifteen years. Right, it's been bloodbath after bloodbath. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to see that Astros. Well, team. I'll tell you what. That three game set uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? Now it's yeah. two weeks ago now to start the week was with all that offense. Um, twins, what was it? Uh, Yankees took two out of three. They did. Scored a bunch of runs both Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Yeah, I'd sign for that. Absolutely would sign for, uh, Twins and Yankees to play a, a five game set in October. Because I mean, these Astros, man. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think the-, the Astros have played their best baseball yet either. They've been really banged up this year. Springer spent time on the DL. Mm-hmm. Bregman's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Altuve hasn't been what we've normally seen mm-hmm. out of him. Correa's. That the bullpen, Presley's hurt right now. Oh, is he? They and that one could be a little bit long term. It sounds mm-hmm. like for him, but that bullpen hasn't been completely all together so far this year. And now, of course, what they they brought in with Grinky is just who hasn't pitched yet. I think he pitches tomorrow. Is that what it is? I want to say tomorrow. Well, that look weird. Is there guys that when they make that first trade? I remember seeing CC Sabathia in a Brewers uniform, and that one was mm-hmm. he was eleven looks, and one as a Brewer. That looks odd. Those guys, when they, they make that first move and the first time out there, that's one that always sprung to my mind. It's just, he was an Indian, and he was really mm-hmm. good. And, mm-hmm. and to go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee at that time, I mean, they hadn't been relevant since 1984. They certainly are this year, and they're putting fannies in the seats. They're drawing like crazy. Yeah, Verlander, Cole, Granke, games one, two, and three. Good luck. No hitter pitched on Saturday night. A uh, bunch of guys, including former Blue Jay Aaron Sanchez. How about that? He had the worst ERA in the American League in baseball. Yeah, for a starter in qualified innings, mm-hmm. it wasn't close. I mean, he was like a run past the second worst. He was guy. atrocious, Trent. He goes out there and throws six no hit innings. Yeah. He just 
So that, the Astros, they're wizards. Uh, there was a no-hitter in baseball. One of our Claxons questions is, will there be a complete game this weekend? The answer was no, but yet there's a no-hitter. Um, the combined no-hitter, so that does not, That's uh, does not count. Today. Indeed, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this team, this Astros team, they're the favorites. Yes. There you are, the betting favorite right now, and you can certainly uh, understand why. What else from the football this weekend? Kind of a quiet weekend, right? It was. Maybe one of the final few quiet weekends, I think. The Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame was going on. They don't want anything to overshadow that. The game was Thursday. Now, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've got a uh, boatload of games. The NFL Network's got, uh, I'm sure that they'll have the replays on, but they got a couple of them live. I don't remember who they are, but they start Thursday night. The um, Bears play Thursday night against Carolina, seven o'clock. Is that one? So we'll get that locally, right? We will. Yep. You know also, what? the but Packers who has that. We'll have to take a peek. Packers also play at seven o'clock Thursday night. And they're local, and the, and I know the Vikings are picked up locally. It's because Pauly does the simulcast. Yep. But doesn't KCWI have one of them? I'm sure they do. In the do. past, yep. I'm sure they do. Yes. And that fight's I think still that's going the Bears. on. Is it? I believe so, yes. And you know what we're getting closer to with the, with KCWI and in particular Channel 5's, uh, the ABC on DirecTV, we're getting closer to college football. You know, when this, when it first happened, they got taken away from the carriage and, you know, that dispute was, ah, you know what? No big deal, right? Who watches Channel 5 anyways? There's not, no, no offense, uh, to anybody that's, uh, you know, earning a living over there. Like John Shaver does a nice job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the, for uh, the national program, sports program, there's not a lot on there is my point. There's about to be. Well, WOI will not be owned by Nexstar for very much longer. They were sold, that's right. Yes, so that sale will be happening. They'll be back on when the new ownership group takes over. Is that true, do you think? Yes, because this is a Nexstar versus DirecTV So Nexstar could could give a damn about negotiating? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. They're still negotiating for all their other stations. It just so happens that WOI was part of the stations that they had sold off. So when that sale becomes official, WOI will no longer be owned by Nexstar They'll be right back. So on instantly here. they'll be on there. Yep. So does that sale go uh, go through any chance by the start of college football? I hope so. <laughs> Get that thing done. I think it's happening in this month. I believe it's happening in August. I'm not positive on that, but I remember a conversation I had, and I thought that that's what it was. That it will be back before college football. Speaking of uh, John Schaefer, mm-hmm. I saw him at state softball. We were talking for a while, and uh, he said one of the the craziest phone calls that he gets, you know, is. Like, they control the national content, the college football content. Right. And uh, he says, without fail, at least once a week during college football season, he will get a call from somebody asking, hey, can you turn the crowd mic down just a little bit? It's <laughs> it's difficult to hear the play-by-play. Seriously? Yeah. He says, once a week, at the very least, he'll get that phone call. Says, I'll get right on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I guess I never re- would have thought of that. But Yeah, the, those are the – Heath and, and the crew over at WH, at KCCI – I'm sure they get those phone calls all the time. Hey, can you do this? <laughs> Believe it or not, we actually don't control that national content that comes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Iowa State content coming up next. Uh, we'll have Dylan Montz. He'll join the program, pick his brain as to what he has seen so far. They got a good look. They saw the Friday morning practice and uh, some of the uh, guys lowered uh, down on the depth chart. Some of the newcomers practice later on in the afternoon. So we'll get the latest on that from Dylan Montz. Again, in the 11 o'clock hour, we have yet to take a look at the Green Bay Packers. We'll alleviate that at 11.15 with Dave Sindikin, theheadcheese.com, and then Scott Dockerman, who's been a busy guy. Uh, he was in Madison for Wisconsin. 
uh, Media Day on Thursday. He was in Ames for Iowa State Media Day. And uh, Doc will be, of course, in Iowa City for uh, Hawkeye Media Day coming up. And did you know Trent Condon, and I did not know this, that the Chiefs, when Scott, remember Doc's talked about when he covered the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. He's told yeah. us that in the past. Yeah. I guess when he was, I'm not sure what paper we he was at, but um, whatever he was the sports editor over at this paper, he was a one of the big movers and shakers behind the Chiefs moving their training camp back to Missouri Western. Away from Wisconsin. Yes. When getting they went it, up there. Okay. Because there was like, I don't know, there was some kind of natural event, right? Mm-hmm. Uh a flood or a tornado or something, and Doc and his paper started to get the ball rolling towards let's bring this back closer to home and let's bring the community together. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Scott was one of the real push. He, he guys. makes things happen. He does. He does very well. So at we that. got a lot of ground to cover with Doc. Uh, to answer your question earlier about Don Banks, yes, you used to have him on all the time. Ken Thompson uh, checked in. Your old really? producer. Well, there we go. And said, yeah. Ken talked with him a lot back in the day. Yeah, look, uh, Tompy was great. Tompy got a lot, of, uh, a lot of guests. So we did have Don Banks. You did, on, yeah. Back in the day, don't don't remember that. A lot of a lot of things I've forgotten about those days, um, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. We will come back, Tompy. You were one of the well. You know how I feel about you, brother. We will take a break. We'll come back. We'll have uh, Dylan Montz on here from the Ames Tribune, uh, Miller and Condon till noon. It's twenty eight minutes after the hour, ten o'clock on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty. Fourteen sixty. KXNO. Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Spend some time... And Iowa State football, fall camp is underway. Media had a good opportunity on Friday to see both practices. Dylan Mons recaps that and takes a look at the uh, look ahead to the week uh, up in Ames. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Good to be back at work. I, mean, yeah, I know you've been working, Dylan, but you know what I mean. Covering football, good to be back doing uh, what you love to do. Yeah, this is the real stuff. Uh, you always look forward to getting back when you are talking about real football and, and seeing some of the practices and then... Uh, you know, by the end of these next couple of weeks, we'll all be ready to to get to the games. But it's, yeah. it's an exciting time, no doubt. So I want to ask you this, Dylan. It's um, I guess I'm not more interested in the late practice on on Friday, but you know, for reasons we don't know, some of these guys that are trying to earn a spot maybe at the you know the bottom of a depth chart at their respective positions. Were there a couple of names, uh, a couple of guys that you know that are are looking to make that impact for the first time that kind of stood out to you as they try and move up the depth chart or find a, a foothold on it? Yeah, a lot of the the afternoon practice, at least, was um, the threes and freshmen, or and I guess there were twos in there too, with Real Mitchell um, kind of leading the way at quarterback, and uh, Johnny Lang was there. Brock, um, Brees Hall, and and Jirel Brock um, were both there too. So I, I guess those were some of the guys that kind of stood out. Some of the familiar faces or names we've talked about a lot. Um, Easton Dean was there. He was running routes as a tight end, which had been kind of um, talked about a little bit during Matt Campbell's press conference. So there were a couple of things of note, um, but but a lot of it was just seeing uh, some of the younger guys for the first time. You get a chance to see them, Dylan, and of course there's takeaways to come out of that. 
but it's very early in camp. And because of that, and things can be a little bit clunkier, it's certainly not a finished product. Do you know, are you going to have another opportunity like that? Another opportunity? Well, you'll get to see the team play before the game one against you and I. That's going to be it for as far as actually seeing practices. And we'll get every position coach and a couple players from each position these next couple weeks. Um, but we won't get out on the practice field again. Um, and, and we saw some of the seven-on-seven work uh, they, that they did, just kind of the, the shell stuff. And then we saw individual drills, um, but nothing really um, that you can point to necessarily in terms of uh, what what a full complement of, of a roster could look like. So it's a little tough right now, and it, it, we won't get to see it again until August 31st. Well, let me go a little bit more in-depth into some of those names you threw out there. Start with Riel Mitchell. Uh, what, what did you see out of him? I mean, clearly he's, uh, he's the number two guy on the depth chart. That's Brock Purdy's job, uh, but it's a contact sport. And from what you saw out of Riel Mitchell, you saw him, I think, didn't he play briefly last year maybe in the Alamo Bowl? Perhaps I'm not sure a quarterback, but I think they had him on the field. Uh, what did you see from Friday that you can share with us? Yeah, he was in that uh, the Blaze package is what they called it. Um, he was in there a little bit during the Alamo Bowl, but okay. um, that was really the only time. Uh, so I think this was, you know, it was kind of a, a nice opportunity, I guess, to see him get out there and actually run the offense a little bit. And it, like I said, it was, it was limited just because of, um, you know, the 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 number of linemen they had out there and the number of DPs and stuff, but uh, he throws a nice ball. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's pretty confident in, in himself to go out and, and be able to run the offense, and that's really kind of what they focused on with him uh, throughout spring is, is being a good number two quarterback that, you, you know, if, if there's, a, there's a play that Brock Purdy, his helmet comes off, whatever the case right. is, they, they, you can feel good about Real going in there and, and continuing the offense. So I, I think uh, that's the start of that what they're seeing from him in fall camp. So it's just a, a matter of getting more comfortable in there and, and having it be as natural as possible. Easton Dean came here to play quarterback. They they want him on the field, I guess, and they're going to try and you know convince him or see if there's a, an opportunity for him to, to play more and do so at a different position. He's certainly got the build. Uh, he's 6'6", what, 230 pounds, I think I saw. Maybe I'm, I'm not I'm certain on the height, but uh, so help me out on that. But tight end, and it's a, it's a position of, of really of strength right now so you would assume that Dean if he is going to move to that position will do so you know going forward after this year uh but does he look as though that his future is at the tight end position Dylan that's what I would probably guess um you know Matt Campbell had said uh during his press conference that they're not making any wholesale changes right now that they're just kind of use the word tinkering um, so, I, you know, I, I don't expect him at this point to probably be a tight end full-time. I think he will probably uh, still get some work with the quarterbacks, but the, the way the first practice looked, it looked like um, that was maybe the, the position he'll end up settling in at some point. But I think the whole thing with, with Campbell is he wants to get guys on the field that, um, you know, versatility, athleticism, all those kind of the buzzwords or cliche terms, whatever you want to say. But I think Dean – is a kid that that could help him at that spot. He is kind of in that same mold as as a Chase Allen, where he's long and and kind of getting built. And he was a guy that came in mid year too, so he's kind of got a little bit of a footing there. Um, and I don't know if you'll see him this year, just because of the the numbers at that position already. But um, I think uh, the size you mentioned he, that he has is, is is encouraging as a you know maybe a future tight end whenever that that would maybe happen. Well, Dylan, we know certainly that there are five guys vying to be the starter at the running back position. 
They're split up into a couple of different groups. I saw uh, that Nwangu a couple of times was lined out, also out wide. Very fast guy. We know about him as a kick returner and maybe trying to use him in a couple of different roles there. What did you see out of the running backs? Again, we're talking about one practice here, but what was your takeaway? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think Sheldon Crony or Kanae Nwangu would be the guy probably to start the season. Um, Kanae Nwangu probably feels a little bit more of, of your speed option and a guy that could line up outside. And Matt Campbell did even mention that last year. There's so many different ways to use him because his body type is a little bit different. He's, um, you know, I think he's six one and maybe 200 pounds, 205 pounds. So he's, he's uh, a little bit more slender and slippery. He can get through, um, you know, pretty quick uh, in the creases. So I think he's an option. Uh, Sheldon Crony's an option. Um, I also think uh, Jairel Brock had, had some interesting, um, you know, flashes uh, in that second practice. He, he's kind of built a little bit similar, like a prototypical running back. Um, that could maybe, uh, you know, not not necessarily a David Montgomery, but that kind of body type where you can use him every down. Um, he, he can run through contact and things like that. So uh, they're going to have options. And once they get everybody together and practicing together, they can maybe sort out uh, carries and, and what they see from each guy. But uh, I, I think that's the one thing is they are going to have guys they can turn to. Uh, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune is our guest, AmesTrib.com, to, to read Dylan and Travis and everybody in the sports department as well as the entire paper over there. Well, one of the consensus guys that seemed to stick out to everybody that was at the practices on Friday, I'm, I'm anxious to get uh, your thoughts on Tariq Milton, who apparently, uh, not that the, he surprised anybody that uh, covers the team with his athleticism and his speed, but apparently uh, him and uh, Purdy might uh, be developing some sort of pretty good chemistry is what we're hearing. Did you see the same thing? Yeah, there were some pretty tough catches that he made. Um, and again, you, you always got to take a whip through the lens of it was uh, the first practice of camp. But I think um, being able to make catches over traffic is something that uh, was uh, kind of an unknown uh, when you got back with, with this group, with the King Butler being gone and Matt and Eaton had some, some catches in traffic as well. But um, finding a guy that can just go up and make a play is, is you know, what Matt Kim was hoping to see. And, uh, Tariq Milton certainly did that. Uh, he, they went against uh, some of the freshmen at times uh, in those, those those drills, those one-on-one kind of uh, toss it up and see what happens kind of plays. But um, Anthony Johnson was out there at DB one time, and he made a really nice play over him. Deshante um, Jones also, uh, I, I think, really stood out, and that's encouraging when you have your veterans that are kind of out there leading the way. So, uh, yeah, I think those guys are pretty solid, and now it's just about finding um, maybe uh, two or three more that can go out and make plays for you, too. Defensively, a guy that I think is intriguing for a lot of people is Will McDonald. The move to the linebacker spot from D-end, he's a big dude out there. What would you see out of him playing now the same position over on the strong side? Yeah, he's really big. Uh, <laughs> the one thing that's different, uh, he's six four, so he just looks different than the other linebackers that they have, and He's still uh, maybe a little bit thin, but uh, they've, they've really kind of packed weight onto him um, through the offseason, anticipating that he would make the switch. And, um, you know, the, the extra weight can kind of make him even more versatile where he, he could play the linebacker and drop back into coverage, or he could kind of cheat up and, and almost play uh, defensive end again and, and have kind of a four-man front type of look. So I think that's that's kind of the most tantalizing part about him is that um, they can do so many different things uh, with disguising coverages or, or scheming the front um, because he has played that position before. So 
uh, yeah, he's the one guy I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually seeing in a game. Um, but uh, but the first practice, you can really kind of tell how different he looks. Uh, how about the special teams, Dylan? The kickers are usually over way by themselves on a faraway portion of the field, an unused portion of it. They're you know on an island to themselves, and it's it's hard to focus your attention uh, to the to the guys that are kicking the ball. But did you and did you see a Solly at all? And uh, what 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 did you see out of the uh, uh, out of the guys that are going to be act, uh, asked to you know to uh, to make that forty plus field goal? Anything uh, stick out? Yeah, they were only doing a couple of shell drills with those guys, so they weren't actually kicking a ton live uh, when I was there. But Sally was out there um, with the first group getting work. And then Braden Narvison, uh, the redshirt freshman, was out there as well. And, and Campbell has mentioned him a couple times as the guy that if he doesn't uh, end up being the place kicker, he has perhaps the strongest leg on the team, so he could be the kickoff guy too. So I think there's some things, obviously, to still sort out there, but um, th- those two guys have been mentioned quite a bit, obviously, with Asali being uh, the returner um, at that position. So, uh, yeah, whether it's uh, Marvison doing kickoffs or whether Peyton Paddock uh, uh, walk-on is, is the guy is still to kind of to be determined. But, um, uh, again, they kind of have some options there to maybe feel things uh, these next couple weeks. Time for the hype train. We uh, mm-hmm. do it seemingly every August. A young guy Did that caught your already? eye. Let's do it. Let, okay. Let's be first on. Let's get you down. Make your call, Dylan Montz. Who's the guy we're going to be talking about throughout this month? And well, we'll see. It actually translates to the actual field when we get to the year. Oh man, let's see. Um, well, a couple of the names that have really kind of come up. Um, I'll, I'll go true freshman here. The, the couple that have really come up are DJ Miller and Kamani King. Um, those are both cornerbacks, and that, that's obviously a position where they're kind of looking for guys mm-hmm. to come in and fill some depth. So um, I, Campbell had mentioned them in Dallas. He mentioned them on um, his press, media day press conference in Ames, and then um, those were guys that you kind of heard their names uh, getting chirped by assistants and, and other players as well uh, through some of the drills. So I think there's there's some encouraging things from both of them, and um, you know there's certainly opportunity for them to find their way. Maybe if it's not early in the season on the depth chart, by the middle of the season, I think um, there's a possibility you could see them. Hmm. I'm Annie King. All right, get the hype train started. Yeah, Dylan uh, said it. Uh, of those two corners that uh, that will begin that begin to fall um, as the starter, Johnson and Young, is one of those more in, in more of a precarious spot, Dylan, as far as maintaining that through through fall camp young and johnson do you expect them both to start or who is actually in the uh, uh in a fight for their spot if either yeah i don't think there's really much of a debate if okay. either one of them is going to start i think they'll probably be the guys all the way through um you know anthony johnson's been raved about especially for some of the the high pressure reps he played in last year um he started the last uh, several games with the exception of texas that was kind of the the one break they went with demonte rose um, last year to start that game instead of him, but uh, he played he played a ton last year. And Daytron Young was hurt um, from the Kansas game on with a shoulder injury. But uh, I think both of those guys are in pretty good spots um, just because of the the volume of reps they got last year, kind of playing the opposite of Brian Peavy. So I don't think there's really any, any jeopardy for them. But um, you know the, the the next thing is just like I said, creating the depth. Uh, last thing for you, uh, your your first takeaway on uh, on uh, Petway, the Arkansas transfer. Uh, what did you, what did you see in him? Another big dude. Uh, so hmm. I think that's that's kind of what the the goal. Sensing was. a theme here. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's six five and two twenty five. I think so. He's he's built kind of like a tank. 
out there and um, can really kind of uh, go at DBs pretty hard. So I think uh, they wanted to get as many big body guys in there as possible to try to replace what they lost in Matt Eaton and Nikki Butler and with the tight ends um, maturing to the way they have with Petway out there. Um, it, it's a nice compliment uh, to Tariq Nolan and Deshante Jones. So uh, that's kind of the one thing I saw from him is, is that, that ability. So I think he'll probably be the, the day one starter uh, against uh, Northern Iowa. But, um, you know, the, seeing him in an actual game is, is going to be fun. How many assistant coaches will you get between now and Friday, Dylan? Uh, now on Friday, we'll get four. Um, and I have to check the schedule to, to see, but I think it's a good mix of offense and defense. But or Let me see. We get three days this week, so six. Um, so we'll get quite a few. Good. Well, we'll talk about them on Friday with you. Dylan, have a wonderful week. Thank you for what you do for us. We'll talk to you on Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Take good, care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Amestrib.com. Dylan and uh, Hines and... Um, why can't I never Hayes? Hayes is his last name, right? Hayes Gardner? Hayes Gardner. Hayes Gardner. Yeah. Uh, the three sports dudes at the Ames trip. Thank you to Dylan Mons for doing that. Scott Dockerman and the Hawks. Uh, in about an hour and the, um, 20 minutes or somewhere around there. Uh, it's coming up on 10 minutes before the hour, 11 o'clock. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.